Well, hey, good morning, everybody. Good to see all of you guys. Um, hey, we're going to uh, continue our uh, series on prayer uh, today. But before our speaker comes up here, I actually wanted to introduce him because uh, he is new uh, to our staff. Um, he is uh, our high school pastor, and um, he's got a huge family, actually, um, but also just this massive heart um, for people, for Jesus, um, for everyone around him. It's infectious. You're going to get a glimpse of that today. Um, and, you know, one of the things that we always talk about here is creating a safe place. And, we, you know, we believe in people's stories and redemption and everything. And, and he is a Lakers and Yankees fan. And so to show you that we actually believe what we are talking about, we hired a Yankees and Lakers fan. So um, we guys give Shaq a warm welcome as he comes up here today. <laughs> good morning, good morning, good morning, Hill City. Everybody doing good today? Good, good. I'm excited to be here. Listen, if this is your first time here, welcome. Um, again, my name is Shaq. I am the high school pastor here. So grateful to be a part of this team. So grateful uh, to be around incredible people like you and our staff. Um, I'm ready. Anybody ready for a word today? So we've been in this series, we just started it last week called Just Ask, and it's a series on prayer, and Wags, I mean, he just crushed it last week, um, just, just laying a foundation for what it means to have a prayer life. And uh, is there anybody here that's a fan of hymns? Anybody like hymns? You like hymns? All right, I want y'all to sing along with me, y'all ready? What a friend we have in Jesus. Keep going. All our all right, all right, all right, all right. There was about two of you that need to go see Lamont. The rest of you, we're going to pray for you over here. <laughs> but it ends by saying, what a privilege to carry everything to God in prayer. Um, and to me, prayer is one of the most powerful tools that we have as believers because it not only gives us access to power, but it gives us access to intimacy with God. I want you to hear this. Prayer is not just you going to God and asking him for things. We believe that you need to be able to cast your cares on God. We, need, we believe that you need to be able to ask him for things, but prayer is also a heart posture. Prayer is also a heart posture. Prayer is also a way that we can access intimacy with God. And before I continue, I just want to encourage you real quick and let you know that God desires intimacy with you. God desires intimacy with you. There is a difference between saying a prayer and having real intimacy with Jesus. The difference between using words and being able uh, to have all of the words in your vocabulary expressed to God, and there's a difference between that and being able to have real intimacy with the one who designed you. See, prayer is about connection. What I love about prayer is that it connects the all-powerful to the powerless connects the all-powerful to the powerless. And so I'm going to break down a, a scripture here, but I want to do a lot of encouraging today because I know that for some of us that grew up in church, and if you didn't, God bless you, but for some of us that grew up in church, prayer was taught to us a certain way. Prayer was about works. Prayer was about checking off a box and saying that I did it. But today, I want to encourage you to tap into real intimacy 
with Jesus. Y'all ready? If you ready, say yeah. Love it, love it, love it. I want you to turn real quick. I want you to turn your Bibles. Do we still carry Bibles to church? I want you to turn your Bibles, your iPhones, your iPads, and if you have an Android, we'll pray for you over here after service. Um, I just hate those green bubbles, man. I hate, I hate seeing those green bubbles. <laughs> Matthew chapter 6, here is a scripture where Jesus is in a certain space. A lot of theologians break it down and they call it the secret place. In a lot of uh, translations of the Bible, you will see them write a certain place and he was praying and as soon as he finished praying, uh, one of the disciples asked him, Lord, teach us how to pray. Now we're talking about disciples that had walked with Jesus every day. They, they, they saw him every day. They saw him work miracles, signs, wonders. These were his friends. These were his people. This was his tribe. This was his close circle. And for some reason, this time, when he prayed, it stood out to them. I want to encourage you real quick and just let you know that your prayer life is contagious. Your prayer life is contagious. When you tap into a space of prayer, intercession, and talking to God, people can recognize it. And so your prayer life is not just about you, but that intimacy with Jesus is so that others can see God working in your life. And so they asked him, Lord, teach us how to pray. We want to know how you did that because that was different. And so here's what he says. He says, when you pray, Matthew chapter 6, and I'm going from verse 7. He says, and when you pray, do not heap up empty phrases as the Gentiles do, for they think that they will be heard for their many words. Do not be like them, for your Father knows what you need before you ask him. Pray then like this, our Father who art in heaven, I'm going to stop right there. Jesus is implementing intimacy before he even gets into asking for anything. Before he even asks for anything, before he even tells God any of his worries, before he even tells God any of his problems, he acknowledges who God is. He acknowledges that God is his father. And here's what I want, to, I want you to understand today. When you get into prayer, when you are diving into real intimacy with Jesus, it's not just about saying words, but it's also about acknowledging that God is your Father that knows exactly what you need. It's about understanding that God is your Father that knows your struggles. He knows your worries. He understands what you're going through. And I want to give you three things that a father does. Three things that a father does. A father protects a father provides, and a father pours. So he protects us, he provides for us, and he pours into us. A little bit about my story, I grew up without a father. And so, and so while I, I, I grew up in church and I was taught how to pray, I wasn't necessarily taught intimacy. And the reason why intimacy with God was so hard for me is because I didn't know what it meant to be protected, I didn't know what it meant to be provided for, and I didn't know what it meant to be poured into. 
And so, and so my intimacy with Jesus grew to this space once I understood that, that he's not just this dictator in heaven just, just ready to beat me and ready to tell me what to do and ready to condemn me, but he's my father that cares about me and wants to protect me, wants to pour into me, and wants to provide for me. And so I want to encourage you today that in this series of prayer, we're not here just saying, hey, you need a prayer life or else you're just doomed. No, we're telling you that prayer is important because God cares about being intimate with you. Prayer is important because God cares about pouring into you. Prayer is important because God cares about providing for you. Prayer is important because God cares about protecting you. And so the next part of the scripture says, our Father, who art in heaven. So not only does he acknowledge who God is, but then he goes on to acknowledge where God is. And so he says, our Father, who art in heaven, which, which encourages me because it's telling me that not only is he my Father, but he has everything in control because of where he is seated. See, I just want to tell you this real quick. I just want to throw this in your ear and throw this in your spirit. I want you to catch it. Y'all ready to catch it? I want you to catch this real quick. God is in control. It doesn't matter what you're going through. It doesn't matter what you are facing right now. And I know that if you are living life in 2022, you're going through some stuff. You're going through some stuff. We all are. And if you're not... Me and you, we need to just be able to have some counseling means because I need to know what you want. <laughs> but God is in control. He is moving pieces even when you don't see him doing it. He is doing things even when it doesn't feel like it. He is turning things around in your life even though you don't see it right now. And I just want to encourage you and let you catch this real quick, that even though you don't feel it, even though you don't see it, I want you to have faith that he's in control and he's doing it and he's working on your behalf. Amen? And then he goes on to say, hallowed be your name. This is probably my favorite part. Again, Jesus doesn't even ask for anything. He doesn't even go into his requests yet. But he acknowledges who his father is. He acknowledges that his father is in control. And then he says, hallowed be your name. What does it mean? This means holy is your name, which means I praise your perfection. I praise the fact that you don't make mistakes. I praise the fact that you are all powerful. I praise the fact that you are all knowing. I praise the fact that you are perfect. And I just want to tell you that, that, that as you are diving deeper into your prayer life, I want you to go into it with a knowledge that God is holy. He's holy. He's perfect. And before you see it come to pass, God wants you to praise him like it's already happening. Because guess what, I want, I want, you, to, I want you to hear this. He is the miracle. He is the blessing that you're waiting for. He is the turnaround that you're asking him for. He is because he is holy. And then he says, 
your kingdom come, your will be done. Here's one of the hardest parts of prayer. One of the hardest parts of prayer is understanding that I have my desires, but God has his will. And so here's what God is trying to tell us. What he's telling us is, if we would tap into the will of God, his heart for us, our prayers would change. If we would, if we would just tap into how God feels about us and the plan and the purpose that he has laid out before us, our prayers would change and then become more effective. There are too many of us that are praying outside of the will of God. There are a lot of us that are praying outside of his purposes and his plans for our lives. And by the way, God does have a plan for your life. By the way, God does have a purpose that is uniquely designed for you. And a lot of times the reason why that's so hard to understand, the reason why it's so hard to really grasp and to, be, to, to, to really walk into is because sometimes his purpose for us means that we're going to have to go through some things. Sometimes his plan feels uncomfortable. But I want to encourage you and say this to you, that the will of God is the safest place you could ever be. It may hurt sometimes that when you're in traffic, you got to hold your tongue. <laughs> it may hurt sometimes that you got to hug some people you really don't feel like hugging. <laughs> it may hurt sometimes that you have to do things that your flesh really doesn't want you to do. But when you connect your heart to the will of God, not only will your prayers become more powerful and effective, but you will begin to live a life that reflects who Jesus is. I'm going to continue. Then it says, give us this day our daily bread. Here's why I love this part. I love this because it's basically telling us that prayer is not just a moment where we can receive from God. It's not just a one-day thing where we sit and we pray and God speaks to us and we speak to him and he pours out his power upon us and we experience him. But he's saying that this is a daily thing. This is an everyday thing. Like, I have daily bread for you. I have something for you every single day. And I just believe that I need daily bread because I got daily battles. I need daily bread because I have daily temptations. I need daily bread because there are things every single day that I have to say no to. And so when I, when I allow myself to sit in that mode of prayer and to allow God to pour into my life, Allow God to speak to my heart. Allow God to, to have an experience with me and I have an experience with him. I just believe that that prepares me for the battles every single day. And then he says, forgive us our debts as we have also forgiven our debtors. So forgive us as we forgive those that have sinned against us. This is the toughest part. 
This is the toughest part. Actually, as I was preparing for this, this was the part where I was like, God, can we just stop right here? <laughs> because intimacy with God is also about understanding that God doesn't just have grace for you, but he has grace for others. And he wants you to show grace to the people, watch this, to the people that have hurt you to the people that have talked about you, to the people that have done you wrong. And so he's saying, unforgiveness will interfere with your intimacy with me. Unforgiveness will literally become a roadblock between you and me because I need you to understand that I don't just want intimacy with you, but I have a grace that I wanna show to even the people that you don't like. Some of y'all is getting ready to be Thanksgiving and Christmas, and you're getting ready to be around some cousins and some nephews and some moms and some dads that you're just not feeling right now. You're just not happy. You, you've been through some traumatic things. Some things were said to you in the past. Some things were done to you in the past, and you never really said anything about it. And God is saying that your intimacy with me will grow once you let it go. Now I know that's hard because it's hard for me. As somebody that grew up without a father, it took me so many years to be able to forgive him. And the reason why I didn't forgive him is because I thought unforgiveness was his punishment. I thought me letting him go was me letting him off the hook for everything he did and did not do. But then I had to realize that forgiveness was not about setting him loose, but forgiveness was about setting me free. Forgiveness wasn't about letting him off the hook. Forgiveness wasn't about, you know, just, just saying, you know what, he's good, he, 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 he's all right, and I'm just going to move on. And No, forgiveness was about me saying God loves him. God cares for him. God has a plan for his life. As we're in this series about prayer, you want to know how you're really starting to forgive somebody? When you can pray good things. <laughs> when you can begin to pray God's blessing over people. When you can begin to pray God's purpose and plan over people that did you wrong. I believe that I'm talking to some people here today that are sitting in seats with people sitting in their hearts. And today God is saying to us, if we want to be free to live a life of intimacy with Jesus, if we want to be free to live a life of love and joy and peace and to walk in the fruit of the Spirit, we have to learn how to let people Go. So the next part says, and lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. See, these last two lines, forgive us as we forgive others and lead us not into temptation, this is about vulnerability. In order to grow in intimacy with Jesus, you have to be vulnerable with him. You have to be vulnerable with him. We cannot be afraid to say, God, 
This is my struggle. This is my issue. This is the sin issue that I'm currently dealing with right now. This is the unforgiveness that's in my heart. And God, I'm tempted to do something that I really should not do. And I want you to hear this. I want you to hear this. When you release your issues to God, what you're saying to God and what you're saying to yourself is, I am a human and I should not be ashamed of how I feel, but I'm also not going to act on how I feel, but I'm going to trust God to protect me from my feelings. I'm going to trust God to lead me not into temptation. See, the problem is, is that for some of us, especially for those of us that grew up in church and for those of you that, that, that didn't, you might have this notion based upon people you met, based upon uh, the household that you grew up in, you might have this notion that you have to get free on your own. You might have this notion that you have to do the work by yourself. But I'm here to let you know that God is with you and God wants to lead you into righteousness and lead you away from temptation. And so as we're talking about prayer, as we're talking about intimacy with God, we, we have to come to an understanding that it's not just about words, but it's about experiencing and encountering a God that is madly in love with us. It's about encountering intimacy with a God that loves us so much he wants us to talk to him. He wants us to have communion with him. He wants us to have conversation with him. But the only way that intimacy grows is if you know him as father, you know that he's in control, you praise him because he is perfect, you tap into his will, you connect to the will and his heart. You understand that it's not just about today, but it's about every single day that God wants to pour into you, not just today, but on Monday, on Tuesday, on Wednesday, on Thursday, and so forth and so on. It's also about understanding that we need to learn how to let people go. And it's also about understanding vulnerability and that knowing that God loves us so much that he wants to hear your pain. He wants to hear your struggle. He wants to hear about your sin issue. He wants to hear about the confusion. He wants to hear about the traumatic things that you went through. He wants to hear about it all. Intimacy with him is not just about words. It's a heart posture of surrendering to the one who created you. It's a heart posture of yielding to the truth about who God is. So I'm going to pray as the band uh, comes up. And I want you to know this, that as we are continuing this series, as we are continuing this series on prayer, on encountering 
Jesus. I just want to, I want to give you some homework. Y'all ready for some homework? Yeah. You sure? <laughs> I, want to give you, I want to give you some homework. As you are praying, I want you to take the first 15 minutes of your day to just acknowledge your father. to praise him for what he has done and what he's going to do. And I want you to talk to him about some things that are in your heart. I want you to talk to him about the people that are in your heart. And I want you to say, God, help me let it go. Help me to release it. Help me to forgive. Help me to let go because I want true intimacy with who you are. I want true intimacy with who you are. My desire is that as you do this, my hope is that as you do this, you will come to know that God is not just about you praying so that you can check off this box, but God really desires true, real intimacy with you. I'm going to pray. Father, I just thank you. I just thank you for all that you're doing, all that you're doing in our church, all that you're doing with our people. I pray for the hearts of every person here today. And I pray, God, that you would use them Use them in a mighty way to exemplify what it means to be intimate with you. God, I pray that you would help them to forgive, and I pray that you would help them to, to come into alignment with true intimacy with Jesus. We thank you. We praise you. In your name we pray. Amen.